Hello and welcome to another episode of our Audacious Learning Ways podcast series with Roy and Ian. My name is Ian Tate. We're going to be with you throughout the series and for those of you who don't know him, Roy is a Delta resident, volunteer board member of the North Delta Business Association and former president, chief marketing officer and entrepreneur with over 40 years of successful and unmatched executive leadership experience in every aspect of business. His latest book in the Be Different or Be Dead series is titled The Audacious Unheard of Ways I Took a Startup to a Billion in Sales, and we've decided to use it as the cornerstone guidebook of our association. And if you join the NDBA, actually when you join the NDBA, you and your leadership team each receive a free copy. Today's How to Be Different tip is surprise. I'm, I'm sorry, I meant to say surprise people with what they don't expect. Giving what is expected doesn't raise eyebrows. Rather, it confirms the lack of originality and herd thinking. Good morning, Roy. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm doing well, and happy Canadian Beer Day. Oh, this is my favorite day, Ian. It's one I can really relate to. It's better than the sandwiches you mentioned the last time. But yeah, it's also National Taco Day, so quite the surprise pairing. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, it could be Margarita Day as well. It would have been a little closer, but that's fine. Okay. I'll take the beer and a taco. Okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll check the schedule for Margarita Day. So, Roy, uh, you know, it's not surprising. It's a surprise. But what's this surprise tip all about? Yeah, so it, very few people talk about this, Ian. That's why I felt that it was important that we get at something like this and. And that is, it's it's based on the fact that most organizations, which I would describe as the common crowd organizations, talk about meeting customer needs or satisfying customer expectations. Most strategic plans that I've seen have such phraseologies in them and is pronounced or are pronounced as a critical priority by leadership. It's a priority to satisfy needs. It's a priority to meet expectations. Well, the fact of the matter is, um, this tip is about declaring the fact that meeting needs and meeting expectations, satisfying needs, is simply not good enough in a world of intense competition, powerful customers, and crazy technological change. And so when you have a world that's changing so rapidly, simply stopping at meeting needs or satisfying expectations isn't good enough to build customer loyalty. If you're in the needs satisfying game, you're in the wrong game, okay? It's not going to take you to where you have to get to. It's not gonna allow you to build base of loyal customers. And if you wanted to achieve long-term loyalty, sustainable advantage in the marketplace, organizations need to move beyond needs uh, and, and beyond satisfying what people want. The herd is in the satisfying game business, Ian, and it doesn't go far enough. The tip mm -hmm. is oriented to providing guidance on another way that I've discovered is a very successful way. Hmm. Yeah, these are really sort of baseline uh, statements that uh, that that abound everywhere. Everybody's using them, and it's say, "Oh well, we'll 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 tell them what they think they want to hear," and really, it's not good enough. Well, part of the problem is uh, most organizations, and I'll be bold to say most are challenged to satisfy customer needs. And so they're actually struggling to get to that level, okay? When in fact, the end game is far beyond that level, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. there, look, at, I'm, I'm seeing that there's a, there's, there's a problem here, okay? 
when organizations simply want to satisfy needs and expectations. And it really goes back to how individuals feel, okay, when their needs get met. Now, I don't know about you, okay, but I'm not impressed when somebody satisfies a need or, or meets an expectation or delivers on their promise. If they keep their promise to me, good, okay? And so if something works to specifications, if the product works as you promised, good, uh, that's fine, all right? But generally speaking, it doesn't move the loyalty meter in me. All it does is say you kept your promise. Just because I'm satisfied with you doesn't mean that I'm loyal to you, okay? And it also doesn't mean that I'm not going to leave you if a better offer comes along. So keep your promise and uh, meet my expectations, and I'm satisfied, but no more than that. I'll give right. you a C on your report card, okay? So satisfaction and needs uh, gratification gets you a C on your um, report card. I'll give you some examples. Like these outcomes won't win a while for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the first example is a household move from Toronto to Vancouver that's on time, on budget, with nothing damaged. Right. A friendly server at a favorite hotel restaurant, a clean hotel room, a flight that leaves on time and lands with my baggage, a financial plan that delivers what my analyst promised to me. And fixing a service blunder that's made by your local retailer. Like all of these events are in the kind of like need satisfaction game. And in fact, when these are delivered as promised, i.e. My, my luggage is delivered to, to, to my destination on time and it's not lost. Okay, it's yeah. actually a relief. <laughs> I'm more relieved than I am satisfied. And the, and the reason I'm relieved is because you know, often luggage gets lost. Often mm -hmm. furniture moving in a moving van gets damaged. Often there's an unfriendly uh, server in a restaurant. And so when I run into somebody that isn't, I'm not delighted, I'm relieved. Okay. So the whole satisfaction thing is more about relieving, uh, relieving, uh, relieving people of angst than anything else. The other thing I want to mention here is a satisfier can quickly turn into a dissatisfier. In other words, when the, when the satisfaction isn't met, all sorts of bad stuff happens, okay? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to run from you, and I'm going to tell all my friends how crummy you are, because you couldn't even do that, okay? And so rather than creating any sort of bond, it, if you do it, you're not bonding me. But if you don't do it, you disbond me, you disband right. me, and I tell everybody how crummy you are. The other thing I want to mention is most people anyways have their needs satisfied these days, Ian. Really, they do. Yeah. And so you want to play in that space. It's going to be a tough space. It's going to be a space that's very, very competitive and price competitive as well. And so when you're in that, that price competition game, uh, you typically end up being forced to reduce prices and, and that, that reduces your margins. And so, so the need satisfaction game is about commonality. It's about forgettability, and it's about invisibility with profits going south. It takes much more in a world where needs are already satisfied to compete, but there is a way. Dun, dun, dun. You heard it here first, folks. So, so Roy, I mean, you know, out of this sea of mediocrity and uh, and having my needs met, which again is uh, is absolutely underwhelming. Um, 
what is so powerful about the surprise factor? Well, first of all, just to just to kind of like you know describe it a, a, a little bit, the, the strategy has surprised me. Really, is a competitive strategy that not too many people. In fact, I think I'm the only one that talks about a surprise me competitive strategy. Surprise me as a strategic imperative if you want to grow your business and being successful. So, what it is before we talk about why it's so powerful, it's 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 simply about going beyond what people expect in an engagement process, right? It's a strategy about in, inserting some juice into the customer relationship that takes their breath away. Okay, right. so if you want to think about surprise me, the, the end game of surprise me is a customer that can't get their breath. Okay, momentarily, Ian. I mean, so it's not a long-term sustainable thing. It, they, do, they, they do get their breath again. It says, yeah. give me more of what you led me to believe I was getting. Okay, mm -hmm. that's what surprise is all about. Catching someone off guard by doing so, by something that you do from them and being effective in dazzling someone, wowing them and blowing them away. And when you do that, you're basically going to be converting them to devoted fans who are loyal to you forever and who are very, very willing to spread, spread your word uh, far and wide. And the reason it's so powerful is because it's all about feelings it's yeah. not about the intellect it's about how people feel when they are engaged in a surprise me mode okay they feel that they feel special okay it's not about the seas anymore it's about when when they're surprised and they feel this incredible oh my god thing yeah. they're giving you a's and those a's and dazzling moments of delight those are what earn you uh loyalty and so the, it's, it's so powerful because it creates that feeling and then generates an end game from the feeling that from a business perspective is highly uh, sought after. A, it builds loyalty. These people that are blown away, they shout you out about the audacious treatment that they re receive. They talk you up uh, and refer you to others. You get repeat business and higher levels of performance. And so at the end of the day, you know, you and I have talked about this before, simple little concepts like I consider pain to be a strategic imperative because if you can't suffer the pain, you're not going to be able to move the yardsticks further. This yeah. falls into the same category, Ian. Surprise yeah. me is a strategic imperative that most businesses don't recognize. In fact, they're so preoccupied with needs and expectation satisfaction, satisfied faction that that they have no time for the surprise me and yet that's where the juice is so yeah. and it's all based as i said it's based on on the right side of the brain where we feel things where we have passion right. and emotion that's where right. we go and that's yeah. why it's so powerful well uh, i'll give you for instance um uh, my wife and i went out for a special occasion and uh, at the uh, for a meal and at the end of the meal uh, we had a beautiful platter presented to us with fresh fruit and a couple of uh, sweet dessert items. And it had piped on it, happy anniversary, Pat and Ian, uh, you know, with a big number 47 there, which is happened to be our 47th wedding anniversary. And I tell you, you know, I'm, I'm mentioning it to you now. I'm not going to mention the name of the restaurant, but anybody who wants to know, I will tell them. When you go to this place, you're going to have an experience uh, that'll blow your socks off, knock your socks off. 
blow you away, you know, and it's, and you're right. It's uh, it'll catch you off guard. Uh, it will, it will wow you to your core. And uh, that's sort of their, you know, a uh, minimum level of customer service is as if there's something in the, uh, in the breezeway coming out from the kitchen that says, uh, you know, have you blown them away today? Right. Have you wowed them today? Here's your surprise opportunity. Go deliver it. Right. Yes. Anyway. So I just want to make one point on that. That's that's a really great story. And I'm pretty sure you're going to tell it to a lot of people, which from a business point of view is exactly what they want you to do, which is great. Right. But right. here's the deal. You have to earn the right to reap the benefits from Surprise Me by delivering your basic promises 24 7 365. I mean, that's the basic platform the business has. So yes, you have to satisfy needs. You have to do that on a regular basis. Okay, so right. you have to be satisfaction providers, 100% of, up, of the uptime you've got. Then and only then will you earn the benefits of Surprise Me. Okay, so that's the key thing. And so, right. so my interpretation when people are so, so busy trying to satisfy needs is that they're not there yet, right? They need to invest more to, to, to make sure that they satisfy people 100% of the time. And, right. and, and get that right. So in a way, it shows you how far businesses have to go these days to actually earn that right, right, to get the benefits from Surprise Me. Right. So you've, uh, you, so we've talked about uh, going beyond customer satis- uh, expectations and surprise them um, and how critically important it is to have their baseline level uh, established. But uh, what are some examples of uh, surprising customers that uh, you're aware of? Yeah, we're going to get into that in just a second. But yeah, just, there, yeah. there are certain certain criteria here that um, that businesses need to satisfy in, in order to be able to actually do this. And it kind of relates to what you and I just, just talked about. So okay, like, how gotcha. can a business actually do it? And there's right. like four things I just want to mention here. Not, not a whole bunch, just to get people going. First of all, if you want to be in the surprise business, leaders must declare that it's important. If the leader doesn't doesn't declare that it's the culture that they want, it won't happen, right? So if you're running a business and you want to get into surprise me, you have to make it matter by, by advocating the concept to everybody in your organization to have this conversation that simply says, Satisfying needs is not where we have to where we're going to stop. It's not good enough for us. If we want to be here 10 years from now with a loyal base of customers, we got to get into the surprise me. And the other thing I want to mention here, and this is interesting because I, I did a lot of this when I when I was running uh, the data business. This applies on the inside as well as on the outside. If you can get a culture where employees surprise one another, okay, that behavior typically manifests itself in the way those employees deal with customers. And so there's a whole inside element here of surprise me that's that's really important for leaders to start. Start encouraging to people, go beyond just satisfying with, you know, with what employee A did for you, figure out a way to surprise them. That forces people to get them to know each other better. Right? Mm. I can't surprise you unless I know what you crave, which is going to be my next point. Okay. Right. And so, right. so, but it starts with, with, with leadership. The second thing is we got to shift, shift the, the frame of reference in businesses away from needs to cravings to what people care about. Okay. Knowing what people care about is really the, 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 the material that you need to figure out how to surprise them. Okay. 
And it needs because it's per- personal too. It's not a mass thing, right? Like mm-hmm. like what's going to surprise Roy is going to be different than what's going to surprise Ian. And if somebody's right. in that surprise me business, they need to discover that, right? To make it relevant and compelling and meaningful. Okay. So uh, so in a lot of cases cases it's you got, you make got to you got to record what you learn. Whatever you learn about somebody, because you know we're not going to remember everything hundred percent of the time. You got to record it, and then have it, and have it uh, available so that you can draw on it uh, at any time. Building surprise me behaviors into performance planning is an absolute requirement, and I I used to do this all the time. It's like simple, and it starts out really simple. Okay, Ian. Um, you know, we talked about this like six months ago. Talk, talk, talk to me about how you surprise people in the, in the last six months. Okay, so it's not it's not a a rigid you know a rating system, etc. It begins right. with a conversation that a leader has with their employees to say, "Well, look it. We said needs were, weren't good enough. We said surprise me was the end game. Let's talk. What have you done in the last six months?" And that quickly shows you, as a leader, uh, how much was was actually was actually done, and it gives you an opportunity to coach that individual in areas where, in fact, they they need to improve in order to move further towards towards this. The other thing is, it this needs to find its way. This whole surprise me notion needs to find its way into customer perception surveys. Like it's no longer a big, did, did we deliver the product to you on time and did it work? Yes, those are important questions. Okay, but that just tells you whether you're in the satisfaction game and whether you, you're actually making it work. And I, I don't mean to denigrate that either. That's an important right, question. Right. But for heaven's sakes, the next question is, did we surprise you in the last 30 days? Okay, and typically what you do is you tie that question right to a transaction. So we got enough technology that knows when I've had a transaction with Ian, the next thing is going to happen is I'm going to phone him or reach out to him and I'm going to ask him about needs and surprise me. Did we surprise you? Tell me, tell us a story. No, you didn't surprise me. Okay, I know I got a C from you. That's not good enough. So when you have those sorts of, of survey results, so you now have got the basis for saying things like, okay, we sent out, we asked 100 customers that we engaged with in the last 30 days, and two of them said we surprised them. How do we feel about that? Is that making progress towards our surprise me culture? Right? It allows you to drive a stake in the ground and move forward. And saying things like, oh, remember last week or last year or last year, last month, when we only had two, this month we had 25. Good stuff. We're moving the yardsticks along surprise me. So these sorts of mechanisms are extremely important to put in place. The right. last thing I want to mention. Yeah, I was just going to mention too that that surprises have got to be different. They can't be a little box of something for everybody. It's got to be personalized, as you say. As, as, as I mentioned before, yeah, it has to be a personalized thing because you, if you start to shrink wrap surprising, then it yeah. becomes another corporate program or another program that really is like herd mentality. So this is all about segments of one, people of one, individuals of one, and figuring right. out a way to, to, to play into the surprise me space for, for that particular individual. The fourth, so, so we've talked about leadership. We've talked about what they have to do. We've talked about moving from the needs to the craving space. We've yep. talked about performance plans. The other element, the other thing I want to mention here is just experiment with some things. Try some things. Okay, some of them will work. Some surprise ideas won't work. 
but try them, okay? Because nobody has the silver bullet here. Nobody has, you know, an encyclopedia, for heaven's sakes, on how to do this. So we're all learning on the run, right? And so, so experiment a lot. And so when you do that, you also tell people that it's okay to fail, okay? And so that leads to a lot of, of, of advancement as well. The last thing I want to mention is empowerment. You need to trust your people because providing uh, surprises in the moment um, is is spontaneous. It's not algorithmically dis- described. It's not predictable, okay, in many ways. And so empowerment is an important leadership function that needs to be promulgated to the organization. Now, I don't mean giving up total control. Because that's what a lot of people get afraid of when when you talk empowerment, right? Like you're giving up the reins. No, you're not. You're actually empowering people to hold the reins. And if you know frontline people as well as I do, I mean, if you give them if you give them the power of the moment, they are better at at protecting the interests of the organization than anybody else. So when it comes to surprise me, trust them. Trust that they're going to make the right decision in the right moment. That they will not be giving things away. This is not about giving the shop away, which which is an indication that a lot of people don't like with empowerment. So try it. That's the other part. You got to try empowerment. You got to create guidelines, not rules, right? Because if you get rules, then you're going to have kind of like another surprise me manual with seventy seven thousand things that that are okay that the internal auditors say and. And that's not the the important thing here. So don't turn it into a rigid program. Provide guidelines. Trust your people to do the right thing. That's what empowerment is all about. So leadership, experimentation, empowerment, cravings, okay? Performance planning, customer measurement are all things that you can do tomorrow to start the journey to to surprise me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I imagine for an employee on the receiving end of Go Make a Difference uh, and with customizing it to that uh, unique experience or whatever with that client, uh, they're going to be on the edge of their chair listening and paying attention and uh, trying to understand what's going to make a difference and wanting to uh, wanting to succeed in that uh, in that uh, 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 initiative, make it make it a win win for everybody. So that's really important, the the whole listening requirement. Yeah, in order to surprise, you have to listen. So if you're looking for a tool, right, that 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 is useful in terms of making people lean more into customers and their fellow employees, the surprise me thing is awesome because you can't do that without really listening and practicing mm-hmm. empathy and using empathy as a way to learn more about them. And we've talked about secrets and cravings and how do you uncover yeah. those it's yep. all mis- mixed up in the same sort of model, which when it comes to life is amazing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. And uh, well, Roy, um, happy uh, Canadian beer day and national taco day uh, to our listeners. That's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again soon with another how to be different tip as part of our audacious learning ways podcast series. Have a great business day. Goodbye, Roy. Bye, Ian.